Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Matthew. Today is episode 845, and we're looking at Matthew chapter 26, verses 26 to 30. Let's read the passage. As they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed and broke it, gave it to the disciples, and said, Take and eat it. This is my body. Then he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my body of the covenant, which is poured out for many, the forgiveness of sins. But I tell you, I will not drink from this fruit of the vine from now until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. After singing a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. This is the Gospel according to Matthew. Matthew is providing this gospel, this account of the ministry of Jesus, to convince people that Jesus is the Messiah. We're in the final week of Jesus' life. It began on Sunday, Palm Sunday, the triumphant entry. He had several temple encounters. Then he had the final discourse on the Mount of Olives with his disciples. Then we had the anointing in Bethany. And then Judas conspiring to betray Jesus to the religious leaders. Then we began the Last Supper last time, and that would be Thursday evening of this final week. This is the Passover meal. And last time we saw Jesus interrupted the meal to announce that one of them would betray him. But we continue now in this account of the Last Supper, and we pick it up in verse 26. As they were eating, now remember this is the Passover meal, it would be a lot more involved than what we have here. There's several traditional pieces of the Passover meal to be observed. Questions and answers and prayers and four different cups of wine. And we assume they did all that. But what is included here in the Gospels is that which is important for Christian churches later to observe. So we have a much condensed version of what took place, and Matthew is writing from much later on, and he's including basically the the points that are important for us to look back and remember. So as they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed, and broke it, gave it to the disciples. So Jesus took bread, part of the Passover meal, and he blessed it. Now, the standard blessing for bread in the Passover meal would be something like, Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who brings forth bread from the earth. So that was probably the the blessing he used, something like that. And then he broke it and gave it to the disciples. So it sounds like a single loaf of bread, and he breaks it apart and gives some to each of the disciples. And the significant word here is broken. So he breaks it, distributes it, and says, take and eat, this is my body. Now, there is all kinds of debate about the meaning of is here. This is my body. What does that mean? Does it mean this physically is my body? This spiritually is my body? This stands for my body? This represents my body? This is symbolic of my body? Or it could mean all of those things. Remember when Jesus was explaining parables, he says, the sower is the son of man. Well, he's got a character in 
a parable and says it is the Son of Man. So is can mean a wide variety of things. The general Protestant belief is we say it's symbolic of his body. He says this bread is like my body. When you eat this bread, you remember my body. And that's the way I understand it is the bread has been broken. His body's about to be broken. And the bread symbolizes his body, which is given for the world. Now, they're celebrating the Passover meal. You understand the setting there. The, the, the Jews celebrate the Passover meal to associate themselves with what God did when he delivered the Israelites from Egypt. He provided this incredible event, and they were commanded to then celebrate it every year with the Passover meal to remember what God did. Same reason Christians gather and celebrate the Lord's Supper, to remember what God has done through the sacrifice of Jesus. Verse 27, Then he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink from it, all of you. So here we have taking a cup. Now, there were four cups involved. Four times you drink wine during the Passover meal. This is probably one of those times people speculate the third one. Does it matter? I think if it mattered, then Matthew would have included which one it was. The takeaway is Jesus took a cup and, and did this with it. First, he blessed it. Would have been a very similar blessing, probably, to the blessing of the bread. Something like, Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, creator of the fruit of the vine. So he blesses the cup and then gives it to them, says, Drink from it, all of you. Difference here, now verse 28, he says, For this is the blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sin. So now he's specifically identifying the wine with the blood of the covenant. Now we know it's his blood that he's talking about here. Now if we're looking for Old Testament references, which is always a good idea, there's only two places you see covenant and blood together. If we go back to the first one, establishing of the covenant, and look at Exodus chapter 24, look at this passage of Exodus 24 verses 3 through 8. Moses came and told the people all the commands of the Lord and all the ordinances. Then all the people responded with a single voice, We will do everything that the Lord has commanded. Moses wrote down all the words of the Lord. He rose early the next morning, set up an altar and twelve pillars for the twelve tribes of Israel at the base of the mountain. Then he sent out young Israelite men, and they offered burnt offerings and sacrificed bulls as fellowship offerings to the Lord. Moses took half the blood and set it in basins. The other half of the blood he splattered on the altar. He then took the covenant scroll and read it aloud to the people. They responded, We will do and obey all that the Lord has commanded. Moses took the blood, splattered it on the people, and said, This is the blood of the covenant that the Lord has made with you concerning all these words. So we see here in the, the establishing of the Mosaic covenant, the covenant of the law, we have this idea of the blood of the covenant. And so... Jesus I think, is using that same language here, the blood of the covenant. And then to get a little better picture of this verse, we look later in Jeremiah, 
chapter 31, starting in verse 31 through 34, Jeremiah says, Look, the days are coming. This is the Lord's declaration when I make a new covenant with the house of Israel, with the house of Judah. This one will not be like the covenant I made with their ancestors on the day I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, my covenant that they broke even though I am their master. The Lord's declaration. Instead, this is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel after those days. The Lord's declaration. I will put my teaching within them and write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. No longer will one teach his neighbor or his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they will all know me, from the least to the greatest of them. This is the Lord's declaration. For I will forgive their iniquity and never again remember their sin. So here we have the idea of a new covenant. And it's a covenant at the heart level. It's a covenant at a spiritual level. It's a covenant based not on following rules, but based on a relationship with God. So this is the new covenant. The original covenant, it was the blood of bulls that were sacrificed. Here, the new covenant is the blood of Jesus. And it's poured out for many for the forgiveness of sin. That was highlighted in the Jeremiah passage. In verse 29, But I tell you, I will not drink from this fruit of the vine, from now until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. He's basically saying this is the end of his life. Because this is Thursday night. They're going to leave here and go to the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus will be arrested there and then executed shortly thereafter. So this is the last time Jesus is going to be drinking wine, especially with his people. He says, so I'm not going to drink it again until I drink it with you in the new kingdom. Looking ahead to the Messianic banquet in verse 30. After singing a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. A hymn is normally sang as the last part of the Passover meal, and they would sing the last part of the Hallel, which is Psalm 114 to 118. And the leader, Jesus, would recite the lines of these psalms, and the people would respond with Hallelujah. So that's the end of the Last Supper, at least as Matthew tells it. And Matthew gives a fairly short version of it. Now, things to note here. Jesus is quoted by Luke and Paul in 1 Corinthians as, Do this in remembrance of me. This is why we see this as a, not just a thing that Jesus did with his disciples, but an ongoing thing. Do this in remembrance of me. And just as the Passover meal was done every year on that particular day. We are not told how often, but to gather regularly and celebrate the Lord's Supper to specifically remember what God has done. Passover meal was to remember that God had rescued Israel from Egypt, from slavery in Egypt, and brought them to the promised land. The Lord's Supper is to specifically remember what God has done through the sacrifice of Jesus, providing salvation, deliverance from slavery to sin, and bringing us into the kingdom of heaven. So we do gather regularly to celebrate the Lord's Supper, and it's done with the idea of remembering what he has done. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Matthew.